Hi, this is Steve Nerlich, and this is Implausible Engineering, Episode 10, Seeding the Cosmos with Robots. Yep, it's robots again. As we've covered previously on Cheap Astronomy, flying people around the universe is mostly impractical, and it would be highly unpopular given the trip durations. Warp drive just isn't going to happen, and even close to light speeds are problematic, given collisions with dust grains are likely to substantially slow you down and possibly damage your spacecraft. So, going anywhere interstellar will probably require trip durations that are measured in thousands of years. Maybe some people would think that was worth it if the destination wasn't Earth 2.0, but if we do develop the technology to cross vast interstellar distances with generational starships, then we could just as easily build an Earth 2.0 in a Goldilocks orbit around the Sun. After all, a proper generational starship pretty much has to be an Earth 2.0 itself. You'd need a proper ecosystem to produce and recycle food and water over thousands of years. And being a generational starship, you'd need a big crew for genetic diversity. And you'd need maternity hospitals, schools and universities to produce future generations of competently skilled astronauts. But no one is going to embark on such a generational starship without the assurance that they are going to a place where at least their great-great-grandchildren will be able to disembark and build a new home. So, long before the voyage is even considered, we'll be scanning candidate destinations with telescopes and following that up with close-up robotic exploration of any system chosen for colonisation. Such robotic exploration could be done by either sending a simple lightweight craft that gets there fast, or send a large and complex spacecraft that gets there slow. Regular cheap astronomy listeners will be aware that we feel the latter option is the only realistic option, despite the greater expense of both money and time. Sending a lightweight probe with no intrinsic manoeuvrability carries a huge risk of the probe completely missing its destination should there be the slightest deflection from its initial trajectory. If it does have manoeuvrability, controlling that from Earth won't work either, since it could take years for a signal about a course deflection to reach Earth, and then an equal number of years for Earth to send back a course correction manoeuvre, by which time it would be far too late to correct the probe's course. So the only solution is to give the probe intrinsic decision-making control of its manoeuvrability. This may just be in the form of if-then commands. For example, if you veer left, then fire the left thruster to put you back on course. To make that happen, the spacecraft needs to possess an energy source for electrical power, which in the cold blackness of deep space is going to have to be a nuclear reactor and the spacecraft will have to have its own sensors to monitor its course against the external star field and to monitor its own internal systems. And taking that a step further, the craft also needs to have intrinsic machine learning capability. So when managing a course correction manoeuvre, it will also capture feedback data about the effect of a particular amount of thruster firing and the efficiency of that thruster 
data which might then modify how the next thruster fire is managed. As well as undertaking its own learning, the craft will remain in touch with Earth, meaning that Earth can provide software upgrades, which might include thruster efficiency enhancements, as well as some additional algorithms to further enhance the spacecraft's machine learning capability. So, on the basis of all that, Cheap Astronomy concludes that any interstellar probe you send from Earth just can't be lightweight, since it needs a power source, fuel and propellant, transmitters and receivers, and computing capability. On the positive side, with all that capability, when it does eventually arrive at its destination, it should be a more efficient and more capable spacecraft than it was when it first launched. But having established that there's no value in sending a lightweight probe on an interstellar journey, meaning that it will hence take thousands of years, you also have to consider that thousands of years is a long time. Even in the cold, dark vacuum of empty space, things will start running down and wearing out. So you'll have to further add to the launch weight with lots of spare parts, but replacing spare parts with new parts requires some internal mechanisms that can move things out of storage, transport them to another part of the ship, undo and redo bolts, fastenings and connections, all of which start sounding like what you really need is a team of maintenance droids. So, a robotic spacecraft with machine learning capability and a crack crew of maintenance droids that are continually moving further away from contact with Earth in terms of both space and time start sounding like a ship that's on a trajectory to an independent and self-directed existence. After all, once you do get a robotic spacecraft to another star system, you don't want it just sitting there for years or decades waiting for instructions from Earth. We would have pre-programmed it with instructions to lay out solar, sorry, stellar panels for energy, and you'd also want the maintenance droids to start converting some of the internal infrastructure of the ship to new tasks, including building 3D printers and ultimately building landers, to start exploiting whatever resources are available on the exoplanets of that system. And once all that starts happening, it is worth asking, why the heck would you want to send people? Everything is so much easier without having to fiddle about with life support.